Yo, it's the Rap Radar Podcast. My name is B-Dot. And Elliot, uh, I don't know where Elliot is. Elliot's probably tied up somewhere in the Brooklyn basement. But, <laughs> nah, I think he's in the air after a busy weekend over at Rolling Loud in Miami. So, you know, I'm potting dolo from state to state. What can I say? It's been an interesting week. You know, Elliot done turned into the social media assassin. So I had to go to the Drake show at the Barclays Center all by myself. You know, everywhere I go, people always ask, where's Elliot? I'm like, hey. You know, you pissed the boy off. <laughs> Actually, I think Elliot's comments about Drake's recent interviews got him banned from coming across the border into all future shows. So I don't know what's going to happen. You know, when I went to the show, I didn't know if the Canadians were going to dat me or clap me. So I was definitely uh, had my guards up. But, you know, overall, the show was dope. You know, when you go to a Drake show, you kind of forget about the amount of hits he has. Right. It's like. At the risk of like kind of sound like a fanboy, I think he could be on stage for at least two to three hours all by himself, just performing hit after hit. And it's like you don't even have to be a Drake fan to know the Drake songs, which I think is really commendable. You know, like he definitely takes up the entire room. And Twenty One Savage, you know, he was there too. He was back. You know, J Cole filled in for him on the Montreal dates, but he definitely did his thing as well. I mean, Twenty One's hits. As underground as they are, they do sound good in a big space. I mean, I don't think everyone's familiar with the songs, like how they are for Drake. They came for Drake, but it was still a great time nonetheless. So um, shout out to those guys. You know, um, I had a great time at the Barclays Center. You know, be sure to catch Drake at a city near you wherever he comes into town. Later on in the week, uh, today's guest, Killer Mike, he took over Manhattan. You know, Killer Mike was in town. He had a show at the world famous Apollo Theater in support of his new album, Michael. I couldn't make it, you know, unfortunately, but thanks to social media, I saw what went down. He brought out Cameron and uh, I saw a few clips of them performing uh, Suck It or Not, which is always a, a classic record. And, you know, I feel like if you're doing the, if you're an artist doing the Apollo Theater, you can't, you have to call Cam or like someone from the diplomats. It's almost like a rite of passage. Like, I don't care if it's Freaky Ziki or Duke the God. You just got to call someone from that camp to come and represent and give you that stamp. But, you know, from what I saw, it was really dope. And um, shout outs to Mike. And he's doing his thing. You know, he's he's currently on tour as well. So make sure you check him out when it comes to your city. Um, but overall, this was a great conversation. You know, Michael is the album of the year to me so far. I don't think we're only six months in, but I feel like he has a strong, strong case for album of the year. I thought it found, found the album to be like really thoughtful, spiritual, intentional, playful, and just like overall entertaining. And you know, that's what you're getting this time around. It's like the first time in my professional career that I've heard people say, yo, Killer Mike has the album of the year. And this is coming from Killer Mike fans and people outside of uh, his usual demographics. So I'm really happy and proud of him. But, you know, Mike is afraid to speak his mind. And if you ever saw our first interview with him a couple of years ago, you know how he's giving it up. Right. So uh, while I guess I negotiate Elliot's ransom, <laughs> uh, sit back and enjoy Killer Mike. Once again, on the Rap Radar Podcast. Yeah. Yo, it's the Rap Radar Podcast. My name is B-Dot. Elliot Wilson. Elliot, we're back in the A. Back in the A for this man. Killer, killer from Adamsville. <laughs> New added third host, man. <laughs> yeah, doing, killer man? Mike is here, baby. Yes, sir. Happy to be here. Only because he made a great album. That's the only reason he's here. I, I made the best album this year. That's what... Setting the tone. That's setting the tone. That's the truth. There's right? a lot of there's a lot of people on the internet that agree with you, Mike. They yeah, keep, because keep... I'm telling the truth, and I've I've never I I, I don't speak out of turn. Mm. I put in the work. I did it the best this year, and that's across genres, across what you think. Like it's it's um it is absolutely best if you are from the worker class in this country, in particular worker class man and the women that love him, be it his wife, his lover, his mother, his daughters, nieces. This this record is for you. It honors you. Honors yeah. his legacy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, especially black black Atlanta in this yeah. city I grew up in. Yeah, like the Dusty Rose of hip-hop right now. Oh, man, man that's a, a super compliment. <laughs> hard times, man. Hard times. I done been through hard times, man. <laughs> hard times when you get laid off in the middle of a pandemic. That's hard times. <laughs> that's hard times. That's why I didn't tell my barbers no booth rent. You know what I mean? We gave grace to the people who lived around, you know? Yeah. So, man, yeah, hard times. That's an honor. I wanted to be. Yeah, but even with Legacy, like, literally from the beginning, you know, you obviously a Dungeon family legacy. Yeah. First voice we hear is Rico, Rico Wade. Rico Wade. Yeah. I'm saying that timing is everything. Yes. And it just feels like, like you said, with this record, 11 years after rap music, it's kind of your time, right? Like it yeah. is your time. Like, yeah. why do you think it's, it's lined up that now this is actually, for all you've accomplished, this is your time? 
because I, I, I stayed consistent. I put one foot in front of the other every day, every single day for 20 years. I didn't complain. I didn't hate. Mm-hmm. I didn't hold envy. You know, I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. begrudge the That's youth. That's big. Let's sit you know, on that for a minute. That's big yeah. to not hold envy and like not. Yeah. I didn't begrudge know. the youth. Mm-hmm. You know, I never shitted on nobody. Anybody I fucked, I apologized to. Mm-hmm. And usually she forgave me and we fucked again. <laughs> 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 you know, I just, I, I, I just stood Did up. Did it right. Yeah. Yeah, I stood up. And that, and that don't mean it was perfect. That don't mean some message didn't get made. But if I apologized, it was earnest. But why and do you think this? Why do you think it came together for this project in such a way that it gives it was, you a sort of completion? B- because I think that as I'm on one half of arguably best rap group on earth today, we run the jewels, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times when people don't want to compete with you, they'll give you a compliment. Hey I man, you know, really y'all kind of alternative. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I seen Run DMC in a fresh fest, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, they were alternative too because they audience would always look like. Like sugar and salt and pepper and paprika, <laughs> y'all. You yeah. know, so so I, I'm, I'm coming Public from the yeah, group. Exactly, yeah. P E N W A. So you know, if, if that's what you want to give us, okay, cool. We we'll do that too. But we're gonna march 20 years from there to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But while we do that, mm. you know, in this Run the Jewels universe, it's like an X Men universe. There's an origin story to one mm. half of the group, yeah, because you never knew him. You mm. knew him in proxy mm-hmm. to to the people who changed his life. And gave him opportunity to change his life and, and gave him a deal. You know him in proxy mm. to his friend and rap partner and business partner, you know, with t- Tip and Grand Hustle. And I was so grateful to be able to be given a place for Shelton. Mm. You, he, you knew yep. him in proxy of being, you know, in one half of Run the Jews, but now you needed to meet Michael, mm. this little nine year old buck two kid from this side of town where we at in Atlanta who used mm. to save Coke cans and recycle right around the corner mm. so he could go to Six Flags and go to graffitis. And dance with the girls. Then mm-hmm. our white parents from Douglasville start complaining. They clothed graffiti. So, you know what I mean? But he was just this little kid from this side, man, riding his bike, having an adventure. And y'all never met him. You know, yeah. a lot of people say, I never listened to Killer Mike. I never thought. Because you never met me. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you knew I was a, 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 a show stealer. And you knew, and you knew yeah, I had yeah, bars. Yeah. And I was a, but you didn't seek to know me because you didn't identify anything from you and me. Mm-hmm. But now with this record, it's impossible for you to be a human being. And like I say, to be from the work of class and turn away from this, because I'm telling our story. This is like Zora Neale Hurston of Mules and Men. Mm-hmm. Guys are watching God. This is August Wilson. Fences. This is an Arnie Barnes painting. This is art. I also saw something where you tweeted, like, you're very proud. Like, I used to always say with Chuck D, Chuck D would rap and tell you things, and you'd be like, who is he mentioning? Who's this yeah. person? And then you do your research, like, you know, Shirley Chisholm or type person. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lot of that in your album, right? Absolutely. Like you're mentioning all these African-American entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't even know. Absolutely. And now we like, who is that person? Yeah. Let's, let's look them up. Yeah, man, that's what I want you to I want you to use your Google. Mm. When I say, when I say, <laughs> when, when I say Herman J. Russell, I want you to use your Google. When I say Alonzo Hearn, I want you to use Google. So I want you to Dobbs, because what I need you to understand is what I understood growing up, you already good enough. Mm. You already competent enough. So walk with the confidence of knowing you can do it. And even if you don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're going to figure it out. Right. Even if you don't know what you're doing. When I mentioned Herman J. Russell, he came up in the, in the slums of the city. When you talk about, see, because y'all don't know Atlanta. Mm-hmm. All these folk been giving y'all the, you yes. know, parts of Atlanta. They've been giving y'all metro Atlanta. Y'all ain't never been to Atlanta. Mm. You know, y'all ain't never been on Simpson Road. Y'all ain't never been in Summer Hill in People's Town. Yes, when you sir. talk about a slum or a shanty, you know what I mean? That's where my father's family's from. You come out of Summer Hill, you come out of People's Town, Herman, Russell, one of the poorest parts. You, it's one of them places they call Buttermilk Bottom. The bottom, that bottom, type of stuff. Bottom. You start hearing stuff like the bluff. That, that's yeah, where I'm from. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm from bluff, Atlanta. Yeah. I'm from the west side. So Herman Russell is a, is a young entrepreneur. He's a kid. He, want, he wants to get a, you have to get a license. They have a shoe shine. Box and mm-hmm. he goes and they laugh at him and the police don't even let him get his license for a shoe shine box. He don't let them stop him. Mm-hmm. He goes shine shoes in the way he buy a lot across from the house he grew up in. He buy his, a lot. Turns out he bought the wrong lot. Mm-hmm. Well, he bought the right lot, but he thought it was wrong. He thought it was the wrong lot. He, yeah. A white man said, "Well, this is my lot. Your lot was next though, so you didn't built on my lot." Wow. He worked out a business deal, ended up getting a lot from the white guy, going to Tuskegee University, hell of an athlete. But he begins to build something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He knows how to do plaster, so he ends up getting bigger plaster jobs. Eventually, we get a mayor in here, Maynard Jackson, who's the son of John Wesley Dobbs. Maynard, I'm going to do a song called Maynard one day. Y'all remember that. Maynard <laughs> requires the city to use 29% African-American, you know, whether it's, whether, it's, um, whether it's construction or whether it's people that are um, selling goods and services and products. He requires it. 
So this gives all these black people who hardworking, who got an opportunity, a chance. Mm-hmm. So out of Herman Russell building the Russell Empire, you get a man like Noel Khalil. What's Noel Khalil do? Noel Khalil is a person who handles strictly um, through his company, one half his company, affordable housing to make sure that people can still afford to live in the city while they're getting themselves together to buy their first homes and things of that nature. That's what he does exclusively. Actually, one of the last things before he died, God bless the dead, was to do a big development under Keisha Lance Bottoms. Mm-hmm. Well, what's, why is Noel Khalil significant? Well, Noel Khalil just saw fit to see two little boys who used to trap on Bankhead, used to sell dope and all kind of stupid shit, and they became rappers, and then they say, well, we want to be entrepreneurs. He started teaching them about business. Mm-hmm. They didn't teach you everything, but the stuff he offered helped us grow. Those mm-hmm. boys were T.I. and Killer Mike. Well, why is that significant? Well, wow. T.I. just put 143 affordable housing units on Bankhead. Wow. Mike's doing the same thing around the corner with less units, and they just, put, they just bought in a building Bankhead Seafood together. I'm just saying, nigga, where else that happened at? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I got the love it now, nigga. Yeah. We are right now. We in something black on. Black art on the wall. Yes. Everybody behind the camera black, except that one handsome white boy right there. Shout out to him. No, he got a black girlfriend and beige children at home. <laughs> just saying, man, this is, I am walking empowerment. Yeah. Right. Not because I had to go read some books and had to overcome it. No, because I saw it. Yeah, you I saw, saw success greatness. success at a young age. No, I didn't see success. I saw greatness. greatness. See, a lot of black people see success. That's mm. why they try to emulate other people. Ah. That's why they want to be somebody else. That's why you, they, they'll move to somewhere else. They'll raise your kids amongst other folks. Then it was come time for your prom or your wedding. God damn it, the baby who she, he we brought don't look like mama or daddy. Mm. That's no, not the, no same, connection it's to not the, the same thing. The culture. Culture. Right. What yeah. I saw was common black folks taking care of themselves in their household, mm-hmm. helping their neighbors in their community, and having a vibrant community of mixed income black folks, diverse in terms of religion, all types of belief systems, but they were common in that we are in a protracted struggle to make sure that each generation after us can replicate this and grow this. Right. I'm from the Collier Heights in Adamsville. Mm. Google the Collier Heights. Our mayor now moved to the Collier Heights. Mm-hmm. See, he grew up in Adamsville. He grew up a little, he became mayor, he moved right to the community that was right next door. You get what I'm saying? Right. That's Atlanta, that's the difference. I ain't, got to, I ain't got to go 25 miles outside the city to find my mayor. You definitely feel the connection with this album. When did you start, be, start to make it? Man, this album started being made when that little nine-year-old buck-tooth boy decided he was going to be a rapper with mm-hmm. the horns and the halo. When he started going on all the adventures here, I didn't understand God's journey, and I didn't understand my purpose. I just knew I was like Noah, man. God said, hey, man, it's a hammer over there. I want you to build a boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what fuck, man? I said just build a boat. We'll talk more about it. So the first record on here is 2000, maybe 16, whatever the last year of Obama's presidency yeah, mm-hmm. is. Down by law. Down by law. Low? Down by law was started then. Wow. And it was just wow. a freestyle. It was wow. just something to get how I was feeling off. Mm. So that, that's how long I've been better than most rappers. Wow. Right? I, 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 I put this freestyle down. I don't even finish it, but I have to get it out. Now I go on a 10-year run, essentially, or eight, well, yeah, about eight-year run, because it was full of 10, so I was about two years in the run of Jews. I started freestyle. Going an eight year run where I'm totally focused on what I'm doing. Building, and this, one, building one of the great groups. <laughs> building one of the greatest groups and brands. That is the total goal. And this is to me the importance of me having to understand goals and discipline. Because I had wants. Mm, right? you know, I, had, I had wants to, to do more, to, to be recognized. And, but the, my focus and my goal was on everything I was pointing to was Run the Jewels. And it still is. It's this yeah. expands the Run the Jewels universe. But man, during COVID, I started seeing people die. Mm. And this year long, I've been to nine funerals. Damn. And I start saying, man, if you don't go ahead and, and, and let these people know who you are, you're going to die. And they're going to think you was a character mm. that this little kid made up. They're not going to understand why you rap so voraciously. They're not going to understand. They don't understand the humility because they ain't never been humble. They, ain't, you know, they don't understand the, the ability to talk on off the microphone because they don't understand where you're from. So let people know who you are so they can decide, you know, what they think of One you. of the most powerful moments on the album is, you know, Shed Tears, like yeah. that, that third verse, right? Yeah. First of all, you're a third verse killer. That's the secret record of the whole album. It's like, there's a lot of third, a lot of third that verses. That used to be the way it be, right? <laughs> you waited for the third. Now you be looking for the first. You go, oh, man, I got to, I got to go first, bro. Hey, <laughs> nah, bro. You're going to miss this whole motherfucking record, man. But, but talk about that third verse and Shed Tears. Hey, I feel man, like I that's such tears. a testimony in its own right. Every morning in the bathroom mirror, face to face with fate, had to face my fears. It was 
me. Mm. I'm the reason that I failed. That was hell. Okay, I said that. Why, why, you, why do you feel looking at it back on your journey? What? So, so many ways you were the reason you failed. Because if, if you can't accept self-accountability in it, you, you always powerless. Mm. Mm. You know, when my man crosses wearing my Kill Your Master shirt, you know, people low thinking almost who want to say, I had got you. They say, oh, you're not taking up arms. The Russian government said, well, we, we all could have joined in January 6th and did that. Everybody didn't join in. So obviously, your true master is what are you weak to? What do you succumb to? What am I allowing to control me? You know what I mean? So in that terms of my own behavior, this obviously, mm. I like food a little too much. So right around the corner, I've been taking my butt, working my ass off, 47 pounds down. You know? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. You, you, yes. Have to, you have to, you have to, you have to, in my opinion, find where am I accountable in it. Mm. I knew he was lying. I let this nigga lie to me and let this nigga $400. Mm. I can't even be mad. He a J. I knew my uncle wasn't gonna pay me my money back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I can't be mad at my uncle, man. I got this accountability. I knew aunt wasn't coming back. Yeah. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew I didn't love her. I knew we just made love and we made a baby. Mm. And I knew when I left her, it was gonna hurt her and she was gonna use the government to hurt me. So I can't, I can't be mad at her. She can't be a bitch all my life and I'm mad. Like, no, nah, man, you knew. Y'all was just having fun. Mm. You know, you know what I'm saying, right. and, and you have to. If you find accountability in it, man, mm. you it, it brings such a peace, mm. and it allow you not to, not to, not to step in front of the bullet again. Mm. You know, you and did I that found slumber too. Yeah, yeah. So slumber touches on that. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. Based off a real, absolutely life situation. Yeah, yeah. I remember, man. One of the most important lessons I learned about giving people grace is when outcasts is at their pinnacle. Dre was like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pause. I'm gonna try some other things. Big is like, we've had these artists that were on equipment now. We are pivoting them to purple ribbon as I want to save yeah. the day for everyone. Yeah. But man, everybody's day can't be saved because none of us are really saviors. We just being conduits for what we can. Mm -hmm. And I remember being overly critical in terms of how things were being handled, and I didn't want to stand behind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I remember calling him in the middle of the night one night when I was independent on my side. I'm sorry, dog. I mm. said, I see. You know what I'm saying? And like, by now, we've been made back up. We super yeah, cool. Yeah. He like, he said, yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Oh, this shit ain't easy. Boy, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like a big brother, he said, he said, I really appreciate it. I said, yeah. I said, I, could, I can't doubt it. I'll tell you, I, I get what you're saying. Mm. When you're responsible for other people. And every decision matters. Somebody, man, yeah. it's, it's, it can get overwhelming, you know. So I, I have, I have to, I have to accept my accountability. And even though I went on a mixtape tirade with the Pledge series, I did my yeah. thing. I made sure I didn't die. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I wish I would have understood and given the grace, because then I could have asked advice. Yeah, mm. he could have been said, "Hey, can I open for you?" You know, <laughs> you know, and that's and, and that's that's what I loved about making this record. Mm -hmm. It was times, man, you just you got the, you had to laugh when you wanted to cry. Mm -hmm. You're like, look at the bullshit I was on. You know, you know what I mean. And you <laughs> and it, it was it was a it was a feeling. Like my wife said, you know, I'm finally glad you you rapped about her because you were so in love. You just, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, you know, I was in high I was school. Say, like, even in down by law, like that 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 part about her is like kind of is super powerful. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, like, so you share a lot of your person. Like, can you explain like? You know, her important, how she's made you a better man, like the whole. We made each other better. Yeah. You know, I, I, don't, I know it's a lot of suckers on the internet talking a lot of sucker shit in terms of who versus who. But, man, I saw two people, better and willing, man, but them folk was so, they were so good. <laughs> they were so good. They, they talk shit to each other every day. <laughs> every single day, man. Bert and Betty was going to say something crazy to each other. And. And they was going to argue social things or politics or just what, how the food should be served. But they loved each other. I remember my grandfather died, you know, 20 years ago, man. Bert got out of here on me. And I, I remember, man, it was, it, it, was so, it was so heavy. I tried to comfort my grandma and mm -hmm. say, you know, hey, I say, mama, he died fishing. You know, he died doing what he loved. A storm came in and flipped oh, wow. their boat. Mm -hmm. wow. And um, she's sitting on the bed. So I'm here. My my wife here. Shayna not even Shayna not even Shayna not even my wife at the time. Mm. She's standing right here and she said, um, I said, Mama, well, he died doing he love. He loved coming home too. He loved coming home, sitting right here next to me. Mm. Now what you got to say? And I'm just like, 
Woo. I well, have not, I have nothing <laughs> more to say. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I remember crying and crying to my sister. Say, my sister Lashonda, she came up to me. She, she patted me on my back. She said, well, you know, get it on out today. Because um, tomorrow, you the head of this family. Mm-hmm. And 20 years ago, I'm irresponsible. I'm, I'm, I'm man, I'm having too much fun, doing too many drugs. and other. I'm not. And all of a sudden, my sister hit me. It's my little sister, baby. Mm-hmm. She hit me with that. I'm just like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, so it took me the last 20 years or so to get it figured out. But I think I finally got it figured out. So what I try to do in my marriage is emulate that. Emulate mm-hmm. what my grandparents had in that. Yeah. They, 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 they talked shit to each other. They loved and respected each other. I got a, I got a partner man who calling right from jail right now. Lord knows. I want to help bond them out, but until Shay called back and said, "Hey, you know, let's 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 let's, let's do it," you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I got to pause because I got to confer with her on on that because yes, we a partnership, we moving like a yeah, team. Yeah. I don't and I don't care if you got, you know, for brothers who out there, I don't care if you got one, four, or fourteen. You better have a team. You better have someone you are you are you a partnership and then lead with yeah. because man, it'll 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 serve your advantage. Yeah. It'll serve your advantage of having peace. It'll serve you an advantage in terms of thinking from an alternative perspective, and it'll serve an advantage of somebody watching your six o'clock. Yeah. You know, making sure, right. you make sure. You I saw something where you said you put such a person. She approved you, kind of putting so much of a personal investment in it, getting this project even done. Right? Yeah, I did it out of my own pocket. Spent over half a million dollars. You know, I say a half a million just because I don't want her to remind me. You know, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, we um, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't really question her if I see. You know, the cow might hit me like, hey, man, you know, we seeing money moving. Did you and Shay tell him just like, whatever she's doing? You know what I mean? I know mm-hmm. it's, I know it ain't. I know she ain't found no nigga and moved to Costa Rica. On. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if not, then I'm going to meet my brotherhood and what we doing, nigga, you owe me. Have these bags. You know what I'm saying? So, shit. Yeah. Six months later, I mean, three months later, when she hit me and say, hey, my grandmother's house you bought for me for my birthday, I, I'm, I just, I finished it and I turned it into an Airbnb and mm-hmm. I'm going down to Savannah. Yeah, and can put all the put all the appliances in it. That's what she's doing right now, you know. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's I, I need that kind of partner. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if if I leave a dope at the house, I know it's gonna get sold. And ain't no money getting stolen. Right. So I, I, <laughs> I appreciate her. I love her for that. And, and like I say, she got the heart of on the side of Shakur. She got the Oof. she militant is is, is, is Winnie Mandela. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to her and her family, and that's what the fuck this shit about. Man, you better have a tribe. You better have somebody that give a fuck about you. And that's what. My city is is my my neighborhood was a neighborhood. I don't I don't know that that blighted shit. Mm. You know it, it's, mm. it's it's fucked up. I had some cousins. Lord know we went to got cousin house in the project, but we came back so humble. Like mama, <laughs> like yes, yeah. we understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We 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 not me. You won't get any pushback out of us for a couple months. So I know that a lot of my people have went through that, and I, I laugh and joke, but, but seriously, I don't want that. But I know. A great education counters that. I know mm. a mixed income community where you got Southwest Atlanta, everybody from the last six, seven black mayors to the working class people who work for the city, all that. I know that when we can enrich our school zones, all the kids get. And I'm not talking about hopefully. I'm talking about what I grew up. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying in Atlanta is we got to churn the soul. Yeah. We got to keep doing this shit, which is why I give you this record. This record yeah. is about me and this city. Mm. Growing up together mm. and maturing, wow. and and the, and the mistakes we've made, and the right we've gotten right, and how to grow the rights and reduce the wrongs. You know, the album does feel really autobiographical. Yeah. And when I was listening to it, I felt like you made this album in the same spirit of Grandma's House. Oh, <laughs> I fuck with you, man. You know, off uh, Pledge Allegiance to the Grind. Is that is that an accurate uh, assessment? Yeah, well, it comes from the energy comes from the same place, but I'm a much better artist now. Mm. Grandma's house. I used a sample. I, I was um. It was a song dedicated to Miss Betty, man. Miss My girl, Betty. the actress. You know what I mean? Right. It was um, and it, and it was meant, but it I didn't cut as deep as I cut on this album. Like mm-hmm. like like what you were seeing there is probably Jackson Pollock the first time he took a canvas and just did that. Mm. Now for you, you might not know yeah. who Jackson, mm-hmm. Jackson Pollock. Mm-hmm. And see, yeah. he only did the style of paint a couple of years. Yeah. But but look at what he did. And you can look at it and you can tell it ain't just the shit you buy rooms to go. You're not just yeah. splattering paint. He, he, there was intent. So that mm-hmm. was my first. And if you look at other work, the way I use it, that was God in the building. Mm. But this record, I just, I said, I'm yeah. going to walk out of this motherfucker looking like a painter. Mm. I'm going to splatter everything I have. Mm. And we're going to shape it, form it, and mold it. And we're not going to stop until it's perfect. Mm. And, and that's, what, that's what we did. And actually, I can't even say 
it's perfect as much as they say no artist ever finishes a work of art, you just abandon it. Mm. We just worked <laughs> until we, we didn't have anything left. But you brought a gentleman known as No ID, yeah. one of the great producers. Oh, man. Yeah. You gave him executive producer credit on the record. Well, he executive produced. Yeah. yeah, what was his touches on it? Do you feel like did he help take it to this this he, level? I, I got to give credit to to three producers who really influenced me. Um, the Honorable C-Note, because mm. he's a goddamn perfectionist. Perfect. He's like, he was like me. I mean, his relationship is probably similar to Dre and Snoop. Like, I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to keep saying that one goddamn line for? Oh, he's like that. Yeah, and he's just, just like, just trust me. To, and after you do it, it's just like, all right, you're right. Right. You know what I mean? But he a fat fly nigga, so I trust him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> He's like me. So, hey. You know what I mean? Okay, C-Note. Ray Murray, who oh, him, Ray Murray. him and we had, had worked on something. We never finished it. But Ray w- walked in there. Early as we were recording, me and Cuz Lightyear, who's hell of an A&R. Cuz, he, he said, we knew we weren't trying to do Run the Jewels Light. So we yeah. knew, in terms of sound, we knew where we were chasing, where we were going. We identified early. Yep. Ray said, what y'all do, it got to be Southern. Distinctly Southern. Southern, yeah. Mm. And cohesive as the chronic. Mm. And just walked out the room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Except the so, challenge. So, and then with Dion, when we, when, when, when no idea. Yes, Cuz Lightyear and yep. I had got the album to the point where I felt like it was probably one of the most amazing mixtapes, solid albums I'd ever heard in my life. We were like, well, time to, time to holler at Dion, like see if he got time to do it. Dion said he, Hadn't recorded, he hadn't recorded, I think, in eight months because his daughter had just been born. Yeah. Mm. And then he came out of that and she said he just went crazy, made like a hundred beats. But he sent us this beat project to listen to. It was like 30, 40, 50 beats. And me and Cuz just went in. We just mm. went in and started snatching. Like this, 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 this. And we flew out there and um, Magic was just on it. Like, mm. you know, I had already, you know, C Note had started with me down here, Cool and Dre. Had started Shaku with me, so I already had yeah, a very yeah. rich sound and aspiration where we wanted to go to. Don Cannon, yes, Cannon had already, but when we got out there to Dion, and then we had the work, not only the work that he had sent, all these other producers, there was such similarity. We knew where we wanted to be in gospel. Mm-hmm. We knew where we wanted to be in soul. This album yeah. very much was a spiritual yeah. homecoming for mm-hmm. me and the morals mm-hmm. I was raised with, you know. Mm-hmm. And Dion introduced me to professionalism. Mm-hmm. And what's that? That's when you go get Rose, Damo, Gape, Aaron Allen Kane. You know what I mean? When when these people start come, come I, I remember Fouché came in, just like, I remember like, who is she? And why the fuck is she so goddamn good? She just, everybody's bar was. You're about like vocal. background vocalists? Yes, and just choruses all, and everybody yeah. was a fucking Musicians. sniper. Yeah. Everybody was a musician. <laughs> nobody yeah. came to play and nobody took themselves so seriously that they weren't playful. So that was just this vibe yeah. that, 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 that was teamwork. And Dion was less about do this and this is gonna be the outcome and more about see what'll happen. Yeah. We'll see what the outcome yeah, is. Let's explore. Yeah, you know what let's I mean? Let's take it further. You got something great. Let's yeah. just take it. And I, and I love it for it. I love it for it because just like a, um, you know what they say when the student's ready, the teacher will appear, the teacher will mm. teach. And, and I, after almost 20 years of knowing him and being a friend and aspirationally wanting it, when I was ready, he, he appeared. And, and here it is. You know, I'll never make albums the same again. Mm. I, mm. Ever. How did Dave Chappelle appear on the album? I mean, that's. Hey, I, 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 I wake up like, how the fuck did you get to be friends with Dave Chappelle? Right. <laughs> He's on the beginning of Run. Yes. Yes. That was based on a conversation. Um, I'd seen, I went to see him when he played here, and we've, we've grown friends, weirdly enough, and, and, I, and I love it, because mm. I was always a fan. Um, and then my friend just talked shit to me after the show. Mm. Like, you need to run, nigga. You know, nigga, be drunk, have a cigarette out of me, like this. Nigga, you need to run. <laughs> These other people around this motherfucker, we want you, we trust you. And I'm just like, you trust me? I'm like, I'm doing drugs with you. <laughs> And, and Dave, I'm pretty sure that my wife brought strippers with us. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like that doesn't matter. What matters is that people know who you are. You're honest. And yeah. uh, it was just a hell of a pep talk. So I asked him to recreate it. And, and, and when I do get ready to run for office one day, I'm probably going to use Dave's voice as encouragement. Nigga! Get your ass up and run. <laughs> and this, I thought that hook was inspired by that scene in Higher Learning when Ice Cube was saying uh, to Mike Epps, Omar Epps' guy, like, run, nigga, run. Nah, it, I, it, wasn't, it didn't come from that for me. Oh, okay. 
Did you change the the the, 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 mm-hmm. the I had for run better run. Yeah, run better run. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. My that's a that's a old my my grandmother would say for people who think I was like sensory. No, the run nigga run version is still out there. You yeah. should get it. Yeah. But um, but old folk in the South, you know, they'll that you don't get whole phrases that say better run, run, better run. You know, what I mean? it just reminded me of Beatrice. Oh, so that's yeah. why I changed it. It was just a But what does that statement mean to you when he said nobody asked anyone to be perfect? We just yeah. asked people to be honest. Man, it it just it just reminded me of why my grandfather, who was who was not pro politician, not pro organized religion, why there were certain men in our community he just respected. You know, everybody knew Hosea Williams could could sip a little sip a little too much. Mm-hmm. My grandfather didn't give a shit if he got a DUI. He gave a shit that while on city council, he provided something for the citizens in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So he didn't let propaganda turn him away. And, and if my grandfather respected you, then I had to inspect respecting you because mm-hmm. I respected that man so much. You know what I mean? He was a dropout in the third grade, eight-year-old working at a sawmill to feed his mother and his sisters after his father abandoned him. Like, mm-hmm. this is my, my daily hero. So mm-hmm. if, if that man respected you, if, if he had reverence for Maynard, then I, I, dare I not. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so sir. Yes, that sir. was it for me. But you clap back at the critics too, man. Like on talking to shit, that's one of my favorite joints. I was gonna yeah. say, why did you decide to do just to black out? Like we have all these messages. I feel like you just wanted to get your thing off, yeah. DJ Paul, and just yeah, because they deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all ain't shit. Y'all ain't on TV. Y'all didn't win the Emmy. I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, big like, like ain't nobody big watching. Big head Grammys. Ain't nobody watching your little lame ass YouTube channel. Your pro black <laughs> shit ain't got you. You still anybody? buying from white stores. Like, so my, my, I say that just to say I don't have anything to say. Y'all, y'all words ain't worth no money. I ain't spoke back, bitch. So just go listen to the song. Anytime you want to, like when you want to invite me on your little, you, this nigga know who I'm talking to too. Mm. Nigga, anytime you want me to come on your little show, just play my song. Mm. That's it. Just play my song because I'm talking to you. Every, anytime. That, that's it. I don't, I ain't got time for this shit. Didn't nobody give a fuck about me when I was broken on my ass. And I, and I that's the, when, I, when I was protesting for Georgia not to kill that boy that out of Savannah, when me and Big Boy was down yes, there, sir. y'all motherfuckers went around here where your niggas was then. Mm. With Cynthia McKinney, and Kalanji, who was organizing right here when they was on the news, telling you after that Catherine Johnson was killed, the police was fucked up. Where your niggas was then? Mm. Huh? What your niggas was doing then? It wasn't YouTube and it wasn't monetized. Mm. That's all I be saying, man. I ain't tripping. I'm smiling cool. But I say, hey, man, help the people that's really doing the work and stop doing what Jerry Springer did to you niggas in the 90s. Mm. Arguing back and forth on TV and shit. Al Sharpton and Ennis and... Shit like that. This Damn. shit been done before, man. This monkey ass shit y'all doing. Mm. Get quiet. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Grow a goddamn garden. Go out with the black packers. I'm talking people locally. If you're in Atlanta, mm-hmm. go out and learn how to camp. Learn how to learn how to start a fire. Learn how to do something. Get mm-hmm. quiet. Watch white folks show up and hey, hey. What do you got going on over there? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Our church just started a camp at 501c3. Take 20 black boys fishing. Mm-hmm. Do that. Do that. Show them, show them you ain't even got to go to Publix and hope to say I'm in there. See, that's a longer process. Mm. Because now you're talking about my life. Now you're talking about 20 years of investment in a child. Mm. Yeah, so I don't want to hear what the fuck they be saying. So I gave them a song. So y'all got your song. <laughs> so your dogs can go back to your mouth and say, but well, he won't say nothing to us. Yeah. I done ended up in Hillary Clinton uh, campaign manager email. But it's important white folk think you dangerous. Right. Got time to be talking to no niggas, man. If I think all the niggas who want to criticize niggas should start a cult and just follow the loudest, craziest nigga on, on the internet, and y'all go fix all the nigga problems. Mm. Y'all niggas got it under control. I'm just rapping, baby. Mm. I'm just rapping. You alluded to it in Rich that, you know, you're, you know secrets that some of these Negro never leaders know. never know. I what never are some know. of those secrets? <laughs> never know. I knew Big Gregory. I know some shit y'all niggas ain't gonna never know. And I ain't gonna say because I like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know some shit y'all niggas will never know. Go do the study. Go back, go listen to what Dick Gregory's saying. Listen to what Paul Mooney was saying. Listen, listen to Noam Chomsky while he's still alive, while you still got him. Go do your study. Mm. You know what I'm saying? M- Mr. Farrakhan's still alive, which y'all scared to go to the rallies and say, Two chains went up there, pistol phone call, shots out the tent. <laughs> yeah, yo. Man, there's such a wealth of wisdom around you. Yeah. Go seek the wisdom. Is there? Yeah. No, I don't, I'm, my granddad told me, stay out of white folk being. Mm. So that's what I'm going to do. 
mentioning Farrakhan, he's on something for the junkies. That speech. Did you always like watch that on YouTube or like how did Let you come across you that? I've seen the minister here. I've seen the minister at Mosque 15. I've seen the minister probably since I was 15. Hmm. Seen Minister Van, Minister Tony. You understand? I've seen Brian X. You know, I've seen I've seen black men who went to prison, murderers and savages and thieves and junkies and lowlifes. And I've seen one organization turn those men around. Now I don't practice in the Abrahamic religion, so I don't argue. Religion, yeah, yeah. but what I'm talking about in terms you of organization yeah. that I've seen produce greatness out of men who were considered trash. Wow. I see, man, I, I, I've seen something, man. I get goosebumps talking about it. Mm -hmm. So for whatever you think of the personality, that's your opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stay out of white yeah. folk business. But in terms of where we standing right now, we that part it. was cleaned up by Al Islam and the Nation of Islam. Mm -hmm. yeah. And while I'm saying that, free Jamil Alamin. And I'm not the only person saying that. Andy Young has said that too. And for those of y'all who don't know, that's H. Rap Brown. Google that. Learn some yeah. shit. You get what I'm saying? Bro, there's hip hop. If like if FOI was covering Fruit of Islam, there weren't going to be no disturbances. Weren't going to be no disturbance. Weren't going to be right. no shoot. That's all yeah. I'm saying. See, yeah. we got the light skin when they say it. Now, now y'all can't. I, was, I felt yeah. safe. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying, man. I'm just, this album, I want to tell folks too, man. God, but I love my allies. Lord yeah. knows. But I, I need more John Browns. Yes, sir. Mm. See, John Brown knew what the mission was, and he was willing to live and die for it. I don't need you from the sidelines telling me what to do yeah. and how to be black. You get an opportunity to be a voyeur in the seaters. But, boy, don't, don't come in. Don't come to my grandma's house tell her how to cook her greens. Mm. If you don't eat pork, then, baby, find something else to eat. She'll make <laughs> you a salad, you know. But, but, it's, <laughs> but it's be brought up. Something for the junkies on its own. Yeah. Extremely powerful song, right? We talk about addiction. We talk about these things in rap. But, yeah. like. Even the perspective, even touching on your aunt and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like, talk about that song in general. Like, you know, that's been talked about. That subject may have been touched on, but this on its own. I say, I woke up great. a certain trap, level. Trap was great count in my brain. <laughs> mm. I had a quick convo with my auntie, the jacket. I mm. tell her, baby, you've been going too hard lately. See, you like 60. Baby, but you've been looking 80. She mm -hmm. said, shit. Michael, I've been smoking since 80. But photo shoot, back mm. when they still called it free base. She closed her eyes, fantasized by time. <laughs> When she was beautiful, fine, and still snorting line. Man. The imagery is really powerful. A human being, man. Yeah. You can't yeah. look at that and laugh at that yeah. and say that's a that's a J. Mm. Yeah. You can't look at that and yeah. something beneath, beneath you or below you. Yeah. Like when I say pay them fair wage and do not treat your people like slaves. Yeah, all that shit we talk. Oh, we reparations and we done. Yeah, we, but man, how are we when we had power? Mm. How are we when we had power? Mm. When he asked to cut our yard for $20. And we talked them down to eight. Mm. How were we when we had power? When we knew that woman, we knew her. When mm -hmm. she was glorious, when we were something. Yeah. And the minute she was willing to sell her sexuality, we used her. Mm. Mm. And see, you my age. Fuck with these kids talking about. You talking to them. You mad at them. Remember what you did. Mm. Mm. And then you're going to have to sit in that fucking mirror and shed them tears. Because you're going to have to say, I just didn't know no better. Mm. And you have to accept your responsibility and give yourself some grace. And then you have to realize I'm an addict. Mm. I have addictions. I'm sitting up at the goddamn cigar bar. I'm still drinking. My doctor told me stop drinking. I'm still drinking. Mm. Mm. I like I like this. I like well, I like the feeling of this. So I'm going there and post mm. every day. Right. You know, we all you know got some addictions. So we should be giving people grace, mm -hmm. and we should demand our lawmakers mm. give people grace. Mr. President, man, you know I know we across the street on a lot of things, but man. An executive order, man, to decriminalize marijuana sure would help a lot of kids. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. a, 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 a real sweeping reform bill that helped our prisons become places where the sentences got lower, but they were conducive to learning trades and skills. Mm -hmm. So instead of giving one 20 years for a nonviolent drug offense, why wouldn't we do four and a half to seven and a half years with specialized training in a trade? Mm. Yeah. Right. That's doable in this country. Unless we depend more on private prisons to stay 70% poor. So I'm just saying, you know, I'm not Time a Democrat or Republican. Yeah. Yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just saying. But even with but, back to junkies though, to talk about your aunt's situation, like was that was that a why did you decide? Well, it's a true to story. Yeah. It made me feel like a little boy. Mm. Yeah. Talking, you know how your mama have a friend like an aunt? Yeah. Yep. And might have made ten thousand one weekend. I shit, I think I'm bunking. I'm gonna be scarface. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And she, um, I think I have seven, eight cutlass. We out talking, and she walking 
pretty woman too. Like kind of woman, she walk in the room, take the air out of the room on a nigga. Mm. So all the dope boys had wanted her, had her, you know. Mm. And she said, you know, she was talking, we sitting there talking on, smoking, thinking on the man. Mm. And she said, shit, let me hit, give me a, a wake up. So a wake up would be just like a little piece. Mm-hmm. Then the hit get started, they'll divert business to your way. Gave wake up. I didn't like seeing her. You know what I mean? So she she'll tell me to look away and she'll turn. She hit it and she just kind of and she just she just became fully human with me, saying, you know, all y'all niggas buy from the same three niggas. So you know, I'm thinking I'm the dope man. Mm-hmm. I'm a little boy. Though. So I done fucked all this. Now I'm shamed. Because a woman in her feminist, it's a power in feminine sexuality. Mm-hmm. That's why strippers, you know, they niggas sit there, get all tight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She said, I fucked all niggas. She said, I can have any, I can shop with any of these niggas. She said, I can have the niggas. I had, she said, you know why, why, we, why we shop with you? I'm, I'm like, what? She said, I thought I was the man. I had figured it out. She said, because you treat us like we human beings. Mm-hmm. And she hugged me. And kissed me on my cheek. Mm-hmm. And walked away. Mm-hmm. I just felt like a little boy. Right. Just like I just realized, I'm a child. Yeah, yeah. And and yes, you know, and I I had to still be about probably about 19 or 20, but I'm a child of her. I'm the same age I was when she met me. Mm-hmm. And here she is supplying her. I'm supplying her, so I'm not treat her fair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But to notice, she noticed, and to hug you and embrace you like an auntie and kiss you on your cheek, like hey, you gonna get this shit figured out one day. So now, when I yeah. talk to her, that she got a trucking company. And her son worked for her. Mm. And mm. she pulled herself out of that shit. And she cleaned. That's awesome. Yes, sir. You know, another yes, one of my team came up out that shit. Beautician, daughter, clean. Dope. See, these these the real stories that I'm seeing. I'm not listening to nobody's opinion on black folk mm-hmm. who not black. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing you succeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I got to talk about this shit. Mm-hmm. I know God good. Right. You got to yeah. talk about Fable's performance on that record. Oh, as man. Well. Hey. Let me tell you, man. We had hey. shots out to my um, ex publicist, Cliff, man. He left the industry, changed his life, got all healthy, probably meditating and floating and shit. Shots out to Cliff. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's good with D'Angelo. And I tried to get Jonathan to get me in touch with DMX. So I wanted DMX to put a prayer on it. Wow. And God bless the dead. He had passed. He passed wow. on it. Wow. But I was trying to get D'Angelo. On the record, and this just shows you when God tell you pick up a hammer, start building a boat. Whatever the supplies gonna come, they're gonna come. The ones that are needed are gonna come. I knew I needed another voice on this record mm. for this record to be what I needed it to be. I knew it couldn't just be a rap record. Mm. There had to be a soul that had to be brought. And D'Angelo had, and I know he's experienced mm-hmm. in terms of lifestyle. Yes. I knew he would yes, understand, sir. Yes, sir. and he had heard it from what I heard and liked. But it, it got to be so long. You know, you get in the business now, and the folks like, hey, now, I know you did, I know it's your passion project. You spent a lot of your money. <laughs> now you're spending our money, yeah. and we got to pay you some money back. So, what's up, fat boy? What's up? With, what's up with the song? And I'm standing, I'm standing, I'm standing in stake on you. And New Face walk in. If you guys yeah, know, my guy, like, yeah. story, New Face walk in, and Favo walk right behind him. And, that, and, it's, and it's like, you hear God say, there you go. Mm. So I wow. can't go get Al Green from 1973, but Fabo got the soul of Al wow. Green. So I, I say Fabo, man, I say, I got something I want you to hear that I think it could be. Wow. He hears it, he comes back the next day, he kills it. He, we got one comment, go crazy at the end. Don't hold back. Wow. This mm. is not a rap record. This is, and man, he brought a soul. He brought black exploitation. He mm. brought them hot, sweaty Pentecostal churches. <laughs> he brought, you know, you, this ain't the fable you laughing at. This ain't, yeah, you know, yeah. this ain't, yeah. this ain't. Uh, you tapped this yeah, the side. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he, he was a voice for the voices. And I appreciate him so much. Nah, it definitely fit, man. It, it, it was, it was the perfect. Come on, man. Perfect I ain't missed feature. yet, man. <laughs> you said it. You said, I ain't missed yet. You haven't. I ain't missed yet. You haven't. And, and this is, a, this is my wife woke up and she said, hey, you know, happy resurrection day. Woo. Mm-hmm. On the day it dropped. Yeah. And 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 I know of people who do believe in Christianity. You reborn mm-hmm. when you get baptized and you accept Christ in yep. life. You so this is to me the start of the next ten years. Like, mm. This is this is the start of the next ten year plan. This is not a yeah. one off. This ain't give me my flowers. I want the whole fucking farm. Mm. Yeah. So I'm I'm comfortable to be right back on y'all ass. I'm gonna march into the Grammys. We are gonna walk out with some fucking hardware and I'm marching. 
even on high and holy, you have this kind of like repentant spirit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that it's nigga, like this, this my honor. Yeah, to pay you homage and extend the same respect to all your baby mamas. Right. The streets is trifling. We carry rifles. Granny carry Bibles. We carry hatred for our rivals. Mm. Same as Cain did Abel. Killed his brother because God showed him favor. Right. Mankind killed his own savior. Man to kill his neighbor. Man to kill his neighbor. They mm. saw we sold. Rightened up and tightened up. Lesson, God. Yep, I rightened up and tightened up, God and God showed me favor. favor. I apologize if I've ever spoke this tasteful words in front of elders sitting at the dinner table. Mm. I rightened up and tightened up, and God showed me favor. I mean it. Mm. I mean it. A lot of y'all kids out there, man, y'all having bad luck, shit fucked up, man. Watch how you act in front of old folk. Mm. I don't give a fuck how raw you is, how much stupid shit you into. When old folks come around, tighten up. If you're on the train, get up. Let the old lady sit down and watch how God bless you. Mm. Watch how you come and leave right before the police come. But you got to have a good heart, even when you're in the midst of the bullshit. Tighten up, man. Tighten up. My grandma used to tell me that. Tighten up. Mm. Tighten up. I I remember, man, I was going, I'm going down Martin Luther King. It's a drought. Nigga that I ain't never did no business with. I think I'm trying to pick up a nine or something from the nigga. A quarter. quarter. I'm picking up nine... Nines, 18, 36s, quarter brick, half brick, whole brick. Hey! Right, so I'm picking up, I'm picking up a quarter from the nigga. The nigga get to calling me. Mm. I say, oh, this ain't, you know, nigga ain't supposed to be. Then miss a drought, nigga. I pass by, I see my grandmama, I see my grandmama fan mm. at a little church out of me. I still don't even really need to go to that church like that. So I just, I said, let me go holler at my grandma. I'm gonna go lease money with the church, you know. Mm. You know, I don't know, niggas just figure like, like I'm gonna run like the Catholics, I'm gonna drop something off. You know, in old time, because 100, 100 years ago, you could drop something off, pay for your seniors, right? Mm-hmm. I said, I'm trying to run like the 1400 on there. <laughs> My grandmama said, I took the hand of the money, but she, she said, motioned for me to sit down, so I'm sitting there. And um, and the preacher, he preaching, the old ladies, you know, amen. And he say, man, he say, somebody in here was, was going somewhere, and, you, and you're, not, you're not supposed to be gone. So now I'm like, man, let me go. Get the fuck out of here. I'm getting up my grandma. She mostly held me now. So I sit there. And man, they, he called for, you know, basically called for, for them to pray mm-hmm. and, and, and get to praying hard and praying around. And, and I just realized in that moment, man, I was driving to my death. Mm. Like, them niggas were going to kill me. Right. Over some nine, over, over just nine ounces of dope. Like, I'm finna be out here. At my greatest field, man, I done dropped out of Morehouse. I wanna be a musician. I want to be a rapper, and I'm going to fuck around in this dumb-ass street shit and let these stupid-ass niggas kill me because they know I'm not supposed to be killed. Mm. They know I'm smart enough. Mm. They know I ain't getting nobody away. They know I'm making some money. I'm helping other folks, but they don't like me. Because mm. you're different. These you really don't belong like there. You really don't belong there. Mm. Yeah. Not like I'm not from the same neighborhood. Mm. Not like my mom ain't who she is. For real. Not like I, not like I can't, but they, they, they know you better than this. Yes. And boy, when a nigga know you better than something, mm. he'll get to resent you. Mm. Yeah. And he'll get to resent you and he'll, he'll fuck you over because he didn't have the same shots. He didn't have the same opportunities that you wasted. Mm. And that's why I'm not wasteful. Mm. I appreciate it. I end each day with gratitude because I know that day was a death day for me. If I had made that decision mm. and not listened to my grandmother's discernment, mm. if I had listened to the Lord speaking through her, I'd be dead as a motherfucker. Mm. So for me, I wanted to... I wanted that character because that's my real character. That's who I really am to be Sean. Because mm. we never talk about that. You know, I listen to somebody today where they went through hell and back. But you will never know it. Listen to the music. Mm. Mm. My thing is I done been through hell and back. I know you going through hell. That's so I, I want you to hear. But that's what fascinates me with like, you know, like you, all the years you put in artists like they, like you used to think back in the day, like if you're older, you're going to fall off. But yeah. you see now the artists get better and better as time goes on. Jay and Nas or you or Royce the Five. Man, now I'm like, man, man. why do you think Fuck. it is as you get older? It's like you can tell the stories better with more clarity mm-hmm. than you could back then. You lose that ego and that insecurity. Mm. You lose it. You're just who you are. Mm. I'm just him. Man, I heard Kane drop a, a freestyle. Oh, my God. <laughs> KRS. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like now, now the question becomes for me, those of us who are of age, what are we going to be supporting? Mm. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you just going to buy records from the 80s and 90s? Or are you going to say, hey, man, these artists still rapping. Let me yeah. see what's happening. And especially at a time when you ain't even got to worry about producing a whole album. 
just as an artist, you yeah. can put out song. You, 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 you can deliver Andre, yeah. you can shut everybody up with one verse, right? <laughs> Not me, though. But. <laughs> yeah. 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 Only L's I'm taking it way about me. Only L's I'm way about my tongue. L's on the tongue, right? Yeah, we me. You call it three-way time, but ain't nobody wipe me that third verse, Michael. Yeah. Verse, but, Michael. but when it comes to lyricism, you know, you even touched on it a little bit. You said it's underwhelming to be so oh, overly man, underrated. underrated. Yep. And then I thought about the Kendrick Lamar yep. um, song on yep. Pippa Butterfly. He said, if people really cared about rapping, Killer Mike would be platinum. So I'm just curious as to what do you like? What do you think about your place in the game? And I think I'm saying? still, I think I'm still clawing and scratching it and grinding like everybody else. I don't. I don't, man, that, you know, when people say legend, I understand it's spoken from a respectful place. I don't identify with being no legend. Legend, son, you heard about you. ain't seen for yourself. I'm playing. Mm. I'm in the game. I'm active. You I'm got, active. You got to put your shit next to mine. Mm. That's just what it is. You got to put it next to mine, man. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I intend to stay here. So, yeah, I, don't, I appreciate the love, but I appreciate the respect. In this record, you got to respect it. Yeah. That's it. Listen, give yourself 53 minutes to sit with this one and see if you don't feel something. Mm. Joy, pain, you Oof. know, feel like a hero. Mm. Feel like, you know what I mean? Feel like a feel like a villain on the other side. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna yeah, shed everything. some tears. So I don't, I don't, you know, again, man, I appreciate y'all appreciate me, man. But I ain't I ain't done. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have, I'm gonna give you something else to appreciate right after the Grammy. And mm. something else to appreciate again. You feel like you feel confident, like twenty years in. Yeah. Like I feel like this is the first time I'm hearing people saying like Killer Mike has the album. Over Absolutely, here. it is. Right. And that's why you don't stop chasing it. I told somebody they said what? I say dog. No, I didn't. They didn't ask. I say, hey man. I say boy. I've been chasing this well twenty years. Mm. <laughs> this moment. This, this it. Right. This it. And it's the start. This the start. Mm. Yeah. This not the end. This the beginning. Mm. This ain't no grand closing. This ain't no motherfucking eulogy. I always wanted to do this. Nah, this is what the fuck I've been trying to figure out. Ain't this swan song. Yeah, what the fuck you see what I do next? Right. I got a whole nother 11 minute Drake record y'all ain't even heard just me and him. Mm. I got a record I've held this sample for 12 years. You ain't heard. Wow. We recorded 39 records for this. Only only used 14. I'm probably going to drop a deluxe, so you're going to get some more of that. But yeah, I'm, at a, I'm performing at, at, at an excellent level. Mm. You know, I'm performing the lyrical dexterity of big, but have the work output is too high. Mm. Let's say Can I have that dexterity? Can I have Biggie's lyrical dexterity mm. with Tupac's work? Right. Woo, that's my mission. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm trying to do. Mm. To have wordplay that moving, that right. level, right. And, and, and output like pop. So what's the show going to look like with the revival and the whole situation, man? It's going to be a show. It's going to be a real show. The tour is about to kick off. The tour is about to kick off, man. Yep. Yeah, we bring you a production. We got the Midnight Revival. Back there, we got DJ Trackstar back there. DJ Swift. Outcast DJ. Say, Cutting you want to come out and make some days. That's like when you get, yeah, when you get Cutmaster Swift in there, that's like when you bring the, uh, the, other, the other preacher. You know, when you throw a revival, you bring a guest <laughs> preacher. Yeah, yeah, preacher. Yeah, because Swift, Swift is one of the best DJs in the world. But Swift also musical directs, and he's a hell of a voice behind that. Swift went to Carver High School. Shouts out to George Washington Carver High School. Not only do they have trades and skills, they have one of the best bands and instruments programs. So, mm. again, this is just Atlanta shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I know we got in Harlem, we got Malcolm X school, but mm -hmm. imagine being in Atlanta, your rival school is, you go to Frederick Douglass, your rival school is Benjamin E. Mays. Mm. All your teachers went to Booker T. Washington. You know, your other rival might be like Carver, C.L. Harper. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, man, it's a blessing. Right. It's a blessing culture. Rich in. Yeah, and, and we have a culture here that other people do not have. And, mm. and we should be proud of that, Atlanta. Like, I know you like dressing like other folks and pretending you from somewhere else because you from the South and we just have, <laughs> sometimes we had those insecurities, but be proud of who you are. Mm. We made something. Our grandparents, a lot of them came from the deeper and more rural South. They came and they made something of this. Mm -hmm. And we, it's our job to keep this shit going. How proud are you of this Emmy win? You got the Grammy. You're yeah. two away from EGOT status Man, I now, know, man. <laughs> the Emmy for love and respect, and, it, and I won it for the episode where I was interviewing Bernice King. Mm. I, I just, man, I, I smiled big. I'm so happy. I didn't, I, because I wasn't expecting it. I remember when Scott Carter, Scott Carter, co, um, he and Bill Maher co-starred, or well, co-founded Politically Incorrect, and, mm -hmm. you know, mm. real time with Bill Maher. He was with him for years. Scott told me when he was there, Hey, you need your own show. When he left, he called me like, hey, I got an idea. We should do a show. And um, Love and Respect came out of that. It mm. has carried 
um, in PBS all across the nation. I think we're in 60 to 70% of the markets now. Um, it's an interview style show like Tavis Smiley, Charlie yeah. Rose type show. And we won an Emmy for it awesome. a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I, I feel good about it because I wanted to be on TV since I was a kid. I was a kid. I'm in, a, I'm in, a, I'm in an all-black neighborhood, all-black everything. So the only way I get to see the outside world is TV. Mm-hmm. Fred Rogers is an important person in my life to give me talk about a lot. Because Mr. Rogers was a person mm-hmm. that didn't yeah. look like, you know, the, the, the scary people they were talking about. You know, mm-hmm. um, Bob Ross, that, that type stuff. Mm-hmm. So, man, I wanted to be on television and public television did a lot of good for me. So getting an opportunity to be on public TV has been an honor. Winning the Emmy is an honor. And, yeah. it, and I plan to come back and get an armful of Grammys mm-hmm. in a few months, too. And you're also on TV as well with Ozarks. He made a cameo. Yep. yep. And Dave. Yep. You yep. get any more? Shots out to Dave. Man, man, shots out to Lil Dicky, man. Dave, <laughs> he hit me back with the most amazing album review. He asked me about everything from the mixes to mm. the instrumentation. Yeah. He, is, he is a pure rap nerd like all of us right here. Yeah. And I love that, brother. Yeah. I consider him a, a friend in that. Um, being, on, being asked to be on television has always been an honor because, again, I want to be on TV. Um, uh, right when the writer strike happened, I was developing something cool. So we'll see what happens. Mm. After oh the strike. wow! But I want to, I want to do cool stuff. You know what I mean? And television is cool. I don't want to stop rapping. I don't want to seek television as you know. As I'm like Ice T. Ice T. Been what twenty something years on, yeah. and he still go out of tour with Body Count. So I'm yeah. just like. Oh gee, I want to be like OG. I want to do everything I ever wanted to do. I thought All it was dope, like how the season finale of Ozark ended with Ooh La La. Y'all premiered it, yeah. on the show, and yep. then you had a cameo on the next season. Yeah, it was, really it, was it was beautiful, man. I, I I have a blessed life. I take all the hardship all over again. Right. The only way I would trade this is, like I said on Motherless, if if God gave her back to me, mm. yeah, I, you can have it all back. Yeah. I, I I I work for the city. Put on my uniform, everybody. <laughs> And you no shine. You and T are working together. Yeah, we Bankhead Seafood. When is that? Bankhead Seafood up. You drive down Bankhead. Okay, you see, yo, it, we we just start. We just picked the bricks yesterday. But what it's gonna look like? The hush puppy still the same. Straight crack. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I just want to take time to appreciate my friends mm-hmm. and appreciate my friends. Like, you know, I look at Young Dro. He's running around the city right now, helping kids not get involved in bullshit and drugs and stuff. And this is after a long battle himself and his family, you know, with, with that, like, drove from, drove from Bankhead Courts. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you, when you start to rate how hard shit got, by the time you get to Bankhead Courts, shit was light. It was bleak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. This man's mama kept them fresh, kept them held, held head in high honor, and now to see him in the community doing that. And that ain't, he ain't just like, oh, I used to rap. This motherfucker in the studio rapping his ass off mm-hmm. right now, too. So being with him and country and C-Rod, you know what I mean? Like, being with the guys who we, we started, Young, not knowing what the fuck, Doug, his wife, Crystal, and, and my wife, Shay, have spearheaded the Bankhead Seafood. They went out and found the funding. They put this shit together. They went to the neighborhood meetings. They head-butted with the people who were coming in gentrifying with opinions, who were pushing legacy people out. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a battle, and, and I'm, so, I'm so proud of Crystal and Shay. I'm proud of Tip, because he could have said, fuck us, man. Like, Tip could have said, fuck Atlanta, and fuck black people, and fuck people who don't believe I'm good at fuck. And every time he keep doing what his grandparents would have wanted him to do, take care of his community, mm. take, yeah. care, yeah. take care of his side. You know, that's, that's what, that's what Q-Ball would have wanted us to do. That's what, that's what, you know, Charlie Cato would have wanted us to do. And people from Atlanta know who the fuck I'm talking about when I say these names. And if you don't, don't ask, because you can't Google these people. You know, that's, that's what, that make me proud to say this is my friend and this is my business partner. Because the same little boys who were selling dope, who you said wasn't gonna be shit. Yep. Now the same little boys got 143 units. He got 143 units affordable housing so people like us can afford yeah. to live there. Yeah. The same little boys. And then you do some of the album in the studio and tip ended yeah, up yeah, buying yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We did some of the only, but then Super Sounds is really just like become a recording home for me. Like I, um, yeah. you know, I just, man, Elliot, again, because when I was on my ass, Brand Hustle, you know, gave me shelter, gave me a place to be, gave yes, me sir. business. You yes, know? sir. So, you know, I, I just, you, you, Repay that loyalty with, but if I'm going to spend some money, I'm going to spend it with. Right. Yeah. But my CI owns that studio. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, well, Mike. Michael. Thank you, Michael. Man, you know this album. Yeah, <laughs> you know this thing, man. Six months in, 
Uh-oh. I'm, giving, I'm giving it to Mike. You know the yeah, beat list is going. The beat list is about to go. It's going to make the list. You know, this album made me proud to be an American, man. Like it's mm, wow. It's a really good wow. album. Mission accomplished, man. If you're Mission. not a rap, if you're not a, a Killer Mike fan, I think you will be with this project. Mission so. And I just love like you said, it's like the you know this here in our culture. Outside of all you're saying, it has substance. Even in our culture, like the fact that again, we used to put these lines of like this person has a cutoff point of their relevance yeah. to us. Nah. That shit and that, that shit is out the window. Days, it's like, kill a mic that shook up 2023. You know? Fresh as I ever be. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got, I got, a, I got a 16 year old daughter that called me old man, but she said, I ain't never said you ain't cool. Yeah. You the coolest, man, Mike. Thank you, brother. Kill a mic, man. Love and respect, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Rap Radar Podcast. Yeah. Rap Radar is Interval Presents original production from Hyperhouse, produced by Laura Wasser. Hosts and producers, Elliot Wilson and Brian B. Miller. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Executive producer, Paul Rosenberg. Editing and sound design by Dylan Alexander Freeman. Recording engineer, Gray Paul. Visual directors, Sammy DeLille and Caleb Seals. Operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Allen Swag. And marketing lead, Samara Still. Make sure to follow Rap Radar and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.